Alrighty, I get the privilege of introducing possibly my newest friend. Um, he landed in Durban on the 25th of December, so not even a year ago. Pull in. Um, his name is Darren, and he's got a beautiful family. His two boys have gone, and his wife's down here. They joined our church in January and wanted to be part of a life group, and nothing happened. And then he chirped me one day after church, like, why can't I be part of a life group? I was like, come, bro. So February, he joined our life group, and I've got to know him and his family. His wife's a, a raving charismatic. She's a lunatic. <laughs> check it out. <laughs> check, check it out. Um, and she's a professional dancer um, in all sorts of forms. So if you need some hip-hop, she's your lady. Um, but we're on Darren now, and he's a professional sports photographer. How cool is that? I, that's like almost my second dream job. I'd like to like do wildlife photography and then sports. So essentially, he freelances at all the big games and takes photos of sport. He gets to watch all the big games, and I'm pretty jealous of you. Um, but tonight, he's going to be sharing his life with, with you. And I can only say, um, there's some of our life group, they have been an absolute blessing to us. And so I know with confidence that tonight, in this life verse, as he shares what God has been sharing with him throughout his life, it's going to be a blessing to you. So let me pray for you, Darren. Father, thank you so much for the verse that you've placed on Darren's heart, that you've woven through his life. And I pray that as he brings it to us tonight, that you'd give him clarity of thought and mind, and that your spirit would move and you'd work powerfully in our lives. Amen. I've got one more thing to say. He said... He like talks and he does this and he does this and he does this. So if you can't hear him, just uh, yeah, put your hand up or whatever and I'll be shouting from the back. So don't get nervous, you're fine. Hello. Somebody asked me if I was nervous tonight and I said if nervousness is wealth, I'd be rich, 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 rich at this point in time. Anyway, greetings in Jesus' name. I'm going to jump right into it. I was the surprise package for my parents after three kids. The very late, light, lamaki. I was so late, my eldest brother was finishing high school when I came around. And growing up, the home environment wasn't the greatest. It was quite cold, not much laughter, and maybe that's why I smile so much now. I'm getting revenge on all those somber moments in my childhood. And back then, there weren't not many outlets for me to be what I was created to be. My father was present, but not really present. My mom was in the background, you know, doing her best to keep the peace. And so I grew up on a surrogate of martial arts movies, amongst other things. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because one sticks in my brain is Jackie Chan's Who Am I? Basically, he loses his memory and spends the better part of the movie asking, Who am I? While being manipulated by different parties. He was a ring, sorry, he was a reed being swayed about by many various winds, both for his good and his bad. And that's my best reed impression, by the way. That's, what I, that's all I can do, sorry. What I didn't realize at the time is that that was me. I was being swayed by many winds throughout my life. As a primary school boy, following so-called friends, being manipulated into thinking I could gain acceptance by doing stupid stuff until I eventually just gave up caring about anybody and anything in my teens to the point of contemplating suicide. I should say here though, that even though I was alone, I did have friends, so there was that going for me, even though I was going through stuff. And spoiler alert, I didn't do it, I'm still here. 
If only I knew the answer to that great question or even knew I should be asking that great question, who am I? I know my life would have been different, not necessarily easier, but definitely better. Fast forward to 20 years old, I came to Christ during a huge family breakup. My mom went one way, went one way, my siblings went another way, and I stayed at a friend's place for two weeks. And um, after the two weeks, my dad came around and he took me to a church, a Pentecostal church, where he got saved. And that's the first time in my life I'd been to anything like that. Um, we'd been to an old apostolic church where they prior to that, where every third sermon was the same sermon. So it's like you tune out after the first month, you know what the rest of the year is going to be. So that was the only thing I knew about church, Christ, and anything at that point. But I found this quite interesting, the Pentecostal church, and the people were nice, so I kept coming until eventually I gave my heart to God. Um, I didn't quite understand what salvation meant when I did that, but I knew I needed it, so I grabbed it. And as a young Christian, I went through a hectic process of maturing. Even though I was just about an adult, I was still very immature in my thinking. I had not been raised with much parental input in that area. And I went through some crazy things in my first year as a Christian. Um, for the first a couple of months, I'll say that I lived out of, a, out of two black bags. Not quite homeless, but close to it. But through it all, I clung to this thing I found called salvation. And here's part of the reason why. My life verse. Psalm 139, verse 13 to 16. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained by me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And this is my identity that Christ restored in me, that helped me and has been a foundation to me. I am reborn through Christ into the truth of who I am. I am wonderful and wonderfully made, creation that was put together by God, who saw and knew me before I was born. This is part of why I cling to my salvation. And the question I want to ask you is, do you see your value in this life, in that scripture? Do you see yourself how wonderful you are? Not your neighbor sitting next to you, but you, as you sit in here. How much God thinks of you. In my second year of salvation, I felt led to join a youth empowerment group in my church, which dealt in identity, purpose, and other things. It was really hard, as I had just been offered my first permanent job after temping for quite long, and I really, really needed finances, but I knew I needed this instead. And in that year, I was broken down, and God started rebuilding. Inside note, God is still building me. The programs worked as much in my own life as anyone else's that was participating in them. This was the year my life first became a reality to me. I remember rehearsing a skit one day and then breaking down crying and realizing how much God loves me and what I mean to him through all the nonsense I did. I hope tonight if you haven't understood or felt that feeling that you would understand and feel that tonight or even as you think about it further, that God would shower you with his love and his acceptance as he has done for me. As I finished that year, the job offer I refused came back around. So full circle with God, he provided. Now the reason why identity is important to me is that it forms my worldview. And what a worldview basically is, it's the glasses and the filter that you see reality through. 
We all have one, even if you don't know it exists. And if your worldview lens is dirty, skew, or out of focus, then you can't see reality for what it truly is. I'll give you an example. In the worldview of atheism, which is the belief that God does not exist, if I didn't have Psalm 139 or other scriptures as my identity forming my Christian worldview, I could easily believe that the atheistic worldview is right because my lens isn't clear. I would be a reed blowing about in the wind. It's like your mind is so open, your brain falls out. When the truth of reality becomes subjective. So guys, I want to leave you, through, leave you with this. Throughout this year, moving to Durban and throughout my Christian walk as well, I've had plenty of reason to be shaken, depressed, and feel downtrodden. And guess what? I have been shaken, depressed, and felt downtrodden. But I haven't stayed in those states. My identity in Christ doesn't allow me to. Don't camp at an emotional bus stop when you're just supposed to be passing through. You are a wonderfully created person. The God that made this huge, huge universe invested himself in you, and you gain access to this through Christ, the lamb slain for your sins. You have an identity in Christ that no person or issue can take from you. No person or issue. Now, is all this easy? The short answer is no. God told Joshua after they came out of the desert in the first chapter of his book, three times, be strong and courageous. This guy that was one of the only two people of the number of people to walk out of Egypt that saw manna fall from heaven, a pillar of fire by night. This guy God told three times to be strong and courageous after all of that. And what does it mean? No matter how much amazing things you have maybe done or seen, there will be times when you are not strong and courageous where life knocks you down. And sometimes I needed to be reminded of my identity, that God has my back, and the fact is that I'm not a reed blowing in the wind. And guess what? Neither are you. So church, this is me. I'm Darren. I'm just like all of you. I've got stuff to deal with. But I've got an identity in Christ that gives me strength. And no man can take that away from me or you. God bless.